I'm Kevin Rodd, and welcome to Series 2 of my podcast about long-distance walking in the UK. Walk this way. I'm hoping to inspire people to take the challenge of walking one of the UK's 1,500 designated long-distance paths, or LDPs. I've set myself the challenge of walking an LDP in each of the 38 counties in England. And as you would have heard in Series 1, by the end of 2020, I've completed four counties. Oxfordshire, Essex, Buckinghamshire and Warwickshire. Due to the popularity of Series 1, here I am again with Series 2 and another county to tick off the list. A county famous for pears, sauce and china. Throughout this podcast, I'll be using notes from my diary as well as snippets and recordings that are made while walking the LDP to tell the story of the walk and the county that I'm in. This will be interspersed with interviews from people connected with the walk or the landscape that I travel through. I'm hoping to communicate the joy and sense of achievement that you can get from walking an LDP and to inspire you to search the internet and to find an LDP near you. But in the meantime, sit back, relax and let's walk this way. Episode 1 making movies. So all new adventures for me start with the planning and maps. Early in 2020, on a dark wintry night, I dug out the maps that I bought from the bookshop in Oxford, unfolded them and stared with anticipation at the section that covered the county of Worcestershire, the 31st county on my list of 38. And with a capital only 55 miles from home, This was going to be the county for my next long-distance path. Searching the brilliant Long Distance Walkers Association website, I discovered, rather handily, there was the Worcestershire Way. 31 miles from Bewdley, heading south through the county to enter the spa town of Malvern. I noted that the LDWA website described the way's attributes as forest, woodland, heritage, and skill level as challenging. Oh. The further research told me that the walk was often done as a charity challenge in one go. But a quick search of the interweb soon revealed that those that attempted in one go seemed to be broken by at least two-thirds of the way through, or had significantly underestimated its challenging terrain. So some further investigation and consideration about the logistics of the before, during and after the walk, I finally came up with a plan and a schedule. The plan was for me to park up in Worcester, get the train and then a taxi to Bewdley, walk to Nightwick, overnight in a local pub and then walk on to Malvern and its famous hills. Overnight and then a flat walk along the Three Choirs Way back to Worcester Cathedral and my car. Days one and two definitely looked rolling, definitely challenging. Therefore, my plan was to complete the walk in three days. 18 miles 12 miles and 9 miles. 39 miles in total. So, what did I know about Worcestershire? I made a list. It's a rather short list. Sauce, China, Pears, the Malvern Hills, uh, Elgar, a county cricket team. Strangely, as a child of the 80s, I always think of the cricketer Graham Hick holding a Duncan Fernley bat whenever I think of Worcestershire. So, that was my list. I'd scheduled the walk for the early summer, and sadly COVID was still a factor in the UK. 
Day one of the walk, we revealed one of the best breakfast sandwiches that I'd ever had. Something that I'd not done for a long time. A potential new movie plot and some rewards for all those challenging uphill bits. So I was all set for walking the Worcestershire way. It was an early start and I left Oxford at 6.10. So it's uh, 10 to 8 uh, on Thursday, 17th of July, 2021, and I've arrived. First logistical part completed at uh, Worcester, walking through the city centre now. Weirdly, the sound of seagulls and the council cleaning the streets and I guess the city preparing to open. The first part of the plan involved me getting the train from Worcester to Kidderminster and then a taxi to Bewdley. At 8.45, giddy with excitement, I found the sign marking the start or end of the Worcestershire Way on the edge of a car park by the River Severn. Selfie taken, Strava set, it was time. Although before I tackled the next 18 miles, I needed some breakfast. So it's nine o'clock, I'm sat outside the Riverside Cafe in Bewdley. Nice little town uh, with a river running through it, quite a wide river, um, beginning of the River Severn. It's ordered a bacon, uh, mushroom and black pudding with brown sauce sandwich, £3.20. Nice guy Phil, taxi driver from Kidderminster, took a bit longer than planned, but there's a bit of traffic. Uh, Kidderminster famous for carpets, which I'd forgotten. Um, he was born and bred in Kidderminster, supported Man United, of course. Although, caveated that with the fact he'd supported him for 60 years, which somehow, I'm not sure makes any difference, but there you go. Sibuli was popular with people from uh, Birmingham, and I can imagine it's, I can imagine it is, it's a very nice, pretty little town with quaint Tudor wood effect uh, buildings. So I found the start of the way, that was good, that was quite easy. Well, that didn't take long. I was just leaving the cafe and met a guy who said he'd walked the Worcestershire way. He did it from south to north. Although he said he did the last bit in socks because he had new shoe issues. What a fool. Who'd wear new shoes on a walk, eh? Anyway, he said he did it in socks the last bit. But anyway, who knows? He did it in one go, the brave man. But, um, yes, just turned off the main Turned away from the river and now finding the first path. The way leaves Bewdley and the River Severn and heads southwest over the A456 and towards the hamlet of Ribbersford. So a mile or so into the walk, I arrive at St Leonard's Church that has over the archway 1633. And the doorway has some really quite impressive carvings on either side. In the middle they look like ducks and maybe snakes. Very impressive ornate hinge on the door and some very old carvings above which look like some farmers. The church is, uh, has some famous stained glass that um, during a fire when the um, church was destroyed actually in 1633 uh, William Morris came along and uh, installed some new stained glass. There's a bit of controversy because of his style or somewhat sort of modernistic than the historical ones. Sadly, with like most things at the moment, the church is closed with a clear uh, security tag across it. So unfortunately, there's no way in to see. But it's a nice, pretty little church in a slightly random 
part of town. It's about a mile just away from the start. So, going to move on uh, and head upwards now, I think. Uh, begin of the first kind of steep incline. That was rather tasty. Thanks to the Riverside Cafe in Budley, just consumed a um, bacon, mushroom, black pudding sandwich, sans brown sauce, sadly, despite my request. But that was lovely, really tasty, and very welcome. So after you leave St. Leonard's Church, you head uphill in a sort of gentle but steep, continuous climb. And I'd like to personally thank Brinson's Walkers, who have kindly placed a nice bench at the top of the said hill um, to enable me to sit down and have some breakfast. All I can see is greenery, green trees, um, and my first sight of an orchard. So as you walk up this steep incline, on the right hand side is an orchard, and I suspect, well, I hope we shall see, there will be a number of orchards that one will see along the walk. So the sound of the sound of the road has now been replaced by a different sound. The sound of young lambs in a field off to my right hand side. Not sure what they're talking to or who they're shouting at. The grass is passing along, so guys, you need to get on with your uh, eating. So that was all going very well. I kind of was thinking about writing letters to Worcestershire County Council to thank them for their what I have seen today. Most impressive way marking and the fact that I was almost thinking about putting my map away. But then I found out I got a bit lost. So I came to the edge of a wood and followed the path, but actually I should have gone slightly right. So anyway, I came on some footpaths, found myself somewhere else. And now making a detour back onto the main path. I think it must have been overconfidence. Luckily, I had a map with me. Luckily, I could see a path taking me back to the main route. However, these new footpaths I had to walk were somewhat less well-trodden than the Worcestershire Way paths. And the early summer rain and the warmth had encouraged the hedgerows to grow and grow and grow. So the next mile was somewhat harder than I'd hoped for. So just come up to five miles into the walk. Someone's shooting. Um, not me, I hope. Anyway, I don't think I'm going that way. But I just come up to Palmer's Farm, uh, five miles in, and uh, yeah, it's been good so far. Um, and it's just beautiful rolling English countryside everywhere to see. The far right hand side is a thick woodland. Uh, on the left, arable fields going down to valley, and then going up the other side with uh, dotted with sheep. So as per my OS map, I'm currently at Jones Hole. It's crossing over Dick Brook. Now, looking at some of the other places on the OS map, I think if the if it was a carry-on film, carry-on rambling or something, I'm sure, given some of the slight unusual names, innuendo names I've seen on the OS map, Definitely think carry on, carry on rambling could be set in the Worcestershire for sure. Over lunch, I inspected my OS map and noted the following names en route Organs Hill Farm, Cockshot Hill, 
Sackley Green, Rodge Hill, Prickly Green, Nipple Coppice, next to Tinker's Coppice, Lady Wood, followed by a broad dingle. Some parts of the walk have been quite overgrown. I think um, May we had a super wet and cold month um, and then June has been super hot and I think all the all the mother nature has suddenly gone um, and the grass has been really high beyond waist height and nettles etc so it's been a bit tricky in some of the bits most of the paths are fine but some bits have been quite overgrown it's uh, I've never quite seen it grow so crazy in such a short space of time so everywhere's lush and green After walking through fields of grass and wheat, I'm now in the first field of uh, broad beans. And they're all tightly packed in. And it's like a carpet, a super, super thick, maybe three feet deep carpet across the entire field, all packed in nice and tight. Makes me think about my own garden, where I've got um, broad beans as well, that aren't so packed in. I was worried about them being so close, but obviously they're okay. Although I did notice this farmer has no blackfly at all whereas mine have now blackfly have taken place and I'm not sure why they haven't got a single blackfly on any of their ball bins. So it's quarter past twelve, um, seven miles done and um, second detour of the day or well, this one is uh, an official detour. It's the, I'm going to take the Abilene Circular Walk into the village of Abberley for lunch um, and then afterwards you carry on and join up again with the Worcestershire Way the other side of the village. Um, the sun's come out now it's got nice and warm so um, yeah which is nice makes me thirsty but that's okay hopefully the, the pub hasn't sold out of beer. So we've made it into the Manor Arms Inn very nice pub which is just exactly on my route quite a big pub um, sort of gastro endy pub lots of people of a mature age we say lunching wearing jackets uh, I'm hidden in the corner I've taken my boots off my inner soles my socks um, and get them to dry because they're all damp but my feet are okay at the moment I need to replaster up but um, yeah they're all super damp I think it was just wet with the grass um, as well as probably sweat but um, I've ordered a nice pint for the Wine Valley Brewery and I'm to go for a second one actually. I did go for that second pint and enjoyed it sitting outside in the pub's beer garden. So just after 2pm and with 10.5 miles still to go, I left the pub and rejoined the way. I soon began to wonder whether that second pint was a good idea or not, as the footpath connected me back to the way, headed upwards and upwards at a 45 degree angle. Whew, that was a tough post um, post lunch little bit of exercise. So came out of Abilene and then getting back onto the Worcestershire Way. Um, through this almost sheer vertical walk. But um, thankfully there was some nice steps there, so through a wooded area. And now um, back on the Worcestershire Way uh, and heading off further down south um, to see. Let's see what the afternoon brings. We're heading now on a kind of bridleway out of 
Abelia away from the A443 which I just crossed over um, and across through the Abelia estate which at some point was quite a significant and large estate. In 1405 Henry the Fourth Army commanded um, a camp at Abelly Hill in one of their battles against um, France um, but there was a deer park here and I can still see as you walk up through the woods you can see on the right a um, an enclosure that has a number of deers in it which look beautiful normally you see them wild but obviously these are, are farm deers um, they also have a lovely view across the valley and through over to Herefordshire and on to Wales um, yeah the views are, are pretty amazing up here and the next landmark is a, a clock tower that you see that's kind of you'll see advertising the Worcestershire way um, and was completed in 1884 and can be seen and heard from all the estate's properties so it was used as a means to kind of let people know um, what the time was in terms of starting and finishing work. Since then, since about 1940, the estate was broken up. The property was sold off to private owners, so it's uh, not as big as it, as it was, but I can imagine back in the day it was pretty impressive. The second big climb of the day up Wallsgrove Hill, um, which is quite steep, uh, but what an amazing view you get from the top. So looking back north, you have uh, Abberley School and the famous uh, clock tower, which protrudes above the trees uh, and can be seen for miles around. And then in front of me is beautiful views across to Wales and Herefordshire. In the distance, uh, grey, slightly blue hills um, at the backs of giant alligators in the mist. Yeah, it's just lovely, what a view. It's a really nice part after you get, well, if you walk up Wallsgrove Hill, it then continues, the path continues along with some uh, nice little ridge walking. You've got views on both sides, which, uh, which is great. It's quite nice, quite flat. Um, a clearly marked path as always so yeah it's a nice nice bit of walking so carrying on heading down south and hopefully i think at some point we might even get a view of the morven hills and maybe i'm being too optimistic so 12 and a half miles into today's walk after leaving uh woodby quarry um heads up through some wooded area and then suddenly opened out as you get to Rodge Hill um, to some spectacular views. And thanks to the local council, they've organised a circular walk around here, Martley Parish Council. They've put three seats and it's perfect. So thank you, Martley Parish Council, and thank you for the views. I can see why Elgar was inspired when you look out from up on these hills in terms of what you see, England's green and pleasant land. So after coming down off the hills, you uh, come down to a, a lovely valley with um, the river Turn in it. Now, I can imagine if uh, in the heights of winter and stuff, the river flows. It's a pretty wide basin, so I can imagine it would flood significantly. But um, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, so the river kind of, I think it starts starts up in Wales and travels through Shropshire and then Herefordshire and then eventually joins um, the River Severn about a mile south of Worcester. 40 minutes or so to the pub.
uh, and the refreshment rendezvous. But it's a bit uphill through Kingswood Common, yeah, along Kingswood, before we head to Barrow and the pub. So after a steep climb up from the river turn, you're heading inland now, and um, you sort of walk along the road a bit and then do a little right into a beautiful wheat field um, with gorgeous terracotta soil that's got a beautiful path going through it. And then in the distance, I can see the Barrow Hill um, old hill fort, and you can see it sticks up like a dome from the surrounding environment, and you can see why you definitely would want to build a hill fort there. You don't have any styles here. I mean, whether it's just because it's the Worcestershire way, they've done something about it, but there's a lot of slidey gates or kind of kissing gates, very few styles, which I guess is good for accessibility. It was true that the Worcestershire way was very well looked after. At 5.45 and at the 15 and a half mile mark, I entered the small village of Barrow Green and the welcome sight of both the Admiral Rodney pub and Mrs Rod. Mrs Rod was joining me for the rest of the walk. She'd got the train across to Worcester from Oxford and then a taxi to rendezvous with me here at the pub for the last three miles of the day and tomorrow's final leg of the walk. So just left the Admiral Rodney uh, after a very nice point and then turned off the main road and then saw in the distance the uh, destination for tomorrow. Standing out, I can't know how you'd describe it, kind of. Morven Hills are very distinctive because it's relatively flat out to the east of it. And they stand protruding, protruding out of the ground. So yeah, that's the first sight of, of destination for tomorrow. But we've only got um, two and a half miles to go. A bit of up and a bit of down before we finish up at Nightwick. It's now ten past six, so I need to get a movie on. Oh, so the uphills carry on. Um, quite relatively steep uphill through uh, Nipple Coppice Woods and now we're at uh, Ankerdine Hill Common a Nature Reserve so nearly, nearly there just a few more kind of I think mostly the ups are done now and it's a kind of a few steeps down down to Nightwick So finally here, now what is it? It's now quarter past seven. We have arrived at the Talbot. What a lovely little old pub. Um, just past an old church in the village that's now converted into a house. I'm not sure if I'd fancy living in that. So we've made it. I'll check the mileage later, but it's been a good, good day. Feel, uh, feet feel okay, shin feels a bit sore. A bit hot and st- sweaty because it's a bit sticky. But other than that, I think it's good. Lots of ups and downs. I'm looking forward to checking my Strava data to see uh, what it tells us. We both checked into the rather eccentric pub where Covid didn't seem to exist. We had a hearty dinner, a beer from the local brewery and a hot bath and a very good night's sleep. So day one was completed. One mini detour, zero dramas. A really really good day's rambling in the Worcestershire countryside. Once you left Beaudley it was amazingly peaceful. It also managed to give me one of the best breakfast sandwiches that I'd ever had. I did get lost, which is something that I've not done for a long time. It did give me some suggestions about a potential carry-on film, and it gave me some amazing views after all those challenging uphill pits. 
Listen to the next episode of Walk This Way to hear about the second and final day and find out if we manage to avoid the forecast rain, if we manage to see any views from the top of the Morven Hills and whether we see any famous pear orchards. I also take some time out to discover a surprising fact about why pears were popular in Worcestershire. The biggest factor on um, orchard development in Worcestershire, which often surprises a lot of people, was the railways. The positive impact orchards can have on biodiversity. The biodiversity potential of the orchards, it comes particularly from the veteran trees, where you've got like the inside part of the tree starts to die off. You get this deadwood habitat forming, and that's a really rare habitat. And I also find out the accuracy of my top Worcestershire facts. I, I fact-checked a few of them. So, please join me for episode two as we continue to walk this way. This has been a Daisy Rogers production on behalf of The Long Weekenders. The theme music is by Rockabye Baby, and incidental music on this episode is excerpts from Eolgar's cello concertos in E minor, performed by the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. You can find me and Photos of the Walk on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Long Weekenders and hashtag WalkThisWay. This podcast is also available on iTunes and Spotify. If you enjoyed it, give it a like and give it a share in order for others to discover this podcast. What about scrumpying?